Uh, so it won't be a surprise, um, given how old I look, but I grew up in the 80s, uh, which is a great thing because the 80s was the best decade to grow up, uh, bar none. Um, but this will sound really weird to say, but growing up in the 80s, the year 2000 seemed so far away. And uh, I can remember sort of sitting in, in high school with friends in the middle of the 1980s and just imagining in our minds what it would like to be alive when it was the year 2000. Uh, we you didn't have to you know, do much math to work out. I was going to be 27 uh, in the year 2000. And when you're 13, 14, 15, who can even think of what it's going to be like to be 27? You know, to be out of school and, 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 and jobs and houses, all this sort of stuff. Um, but we would think about what life would be like in the year 2000 and beyond that. I mean, would cars have wheels anymore or would they just hover? You know, because we'd watch Back to the Future. You know, would cars just sort of float around the streets uh, by that time? Would we have jobs or would there be robots or droids like in Star Wars? You know, and they would do all of the work and, and we could just sort of do whatever we would want. Would we even be living here on the Earth? Would we be inhabiting the moon by that time? Would we be living in space stations and, 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 and this sort of thing? Um, would we have discovered... Uh, um, you know, e e extraterrestrial life. You know, I grew up in the, the years of ET. You know, would some, something have actually landed here? Would we know by the year 2000 that we were not alone? Um, would, would we even die anymore in the year 2000? Or would medical science have come so far that we would be living forever? In fact, and I say this, this, is, uh, this will sound really weird, um, but if you're my age, you know this. There used to be a television show uh, in the 80s called Beyond 2000. Can anyone ever remember that? There was a show called Beyond 2000 and it was like, it was a weekly show, uh, you know, half hour, hour, and it was a show that would just um, showcase all of these amazing new technologies and uh, ideas and science and stuff like this that was supposed to show us, you know, this is the stuff that's coming and we would watch this and go, Wow, you know, imagine if that happened. And all this sounds really funny now, except for the fact that in 30 years, you're going to be having the same conversation about, you know, the 2020s and imagine when life was, was like this. So I want to ask you, this: like, do you ever think about the future? And I don't mean like what you're going to have for dinner tonight, um, but I mean the long-term future. You know, do you, do, you, do you ever wonder what life's for you is going to be like in in you know 20 or 30 years time will you even uh, yeah. <laughs> yes so they might not be here in 20 30 years time but you know there is that que there is that question for all of us really you don't have to be uh, old like uh, Daryl down the front row here um, you know w will you even be around and, and that raises that question about the future what happens after you die you know, there's that question about the future, isn't it? It's sort of, I mean, we don't like to, to kind of answer that, ask that question, and no one, uh, it's a bit uncool to talk about, you know, what's going to happen when you die. But there is that question, isn't there? Sort of in the backs of all of our minds somewhere, I wonder what happens after this life. I wonder what happens when we die. We're in a series that we're calling Jesus All Grown Up. And this is a series that we did out of our, our Christmas experience here at Tide when we did Christmas like you know, pretty much every Christian church does Christmas and we had Jesus, a baby in a manger. and We found ourselves asking after that, what happened to the baby Jesus? 
What happened when Jesus grew up? What kind of man did Jesus grow up to be? And so in this series, we've been exploring the man Jesus. What made Jesus Jesus? What were the things that he talked about? Uh, what were the things that he taught about? What were the things that are important to him? What were the, the key themes or big ideas around his life? Um, and I guess we're really answering a question that says, what is it about Jesus? What was it about that man, Jesus, that makes us still talk about him over 2,000 years later? And we've talked about all sorts of things. Uh, we've explored a number of ideas. We, we, we talked about Jesus coming to say that, um, coming to redefine who's in and who's out with God and saying that there's now not an in class and an out class, that he came to declare that Everyone is in with God. Uh, we talked about Jesus at this big idea that he came to establish a new path to get to God, a new way to get to God. He said no longer is it all about complex rituals and keeping a whole list of rules. He came and he said, which is a crazy thing to say, he said, I am the way. He said there's a new path to God and, it, and it's not rules and rituals. It's a person and it's me, said Jesus. And then last week, we talked about the new rules that Jesus said he came to establish around how we interact with one another, how, we, how people get on and how they treat one another. Um, and Jesus said, you know, this is the way it's been done, but I come to give you new teaching and new ideas. And then he turned to his followers and he said, and if you want to follow me, follow me. If you want to follow me, do this, live like this in the way that we relate and interact and treat one another. But in all of that, in all of that, Jesus never just talked about the now. Jesus did talk about the now and he talked about how we live life now. But Jesus also talked a lot about the future and particularly this idea of life after death. He talked a lot about heaven and eternal life and what happens after we die. Kind of sadly and a little bit frustratingly, what Jesus didn't do is give us all those nitty-gritty details that we want to know. You know, where do you go and what do you wear and all of that sort of stuff. But I tell you, he spoke about life after death a lot. 19 different times in the Gospels, Jesus refers to God as his Father in heaven. Um, he talked about us having a reward in heaven. He talked about what we do here, building up treasure in heaven. Um, he said, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in, in Luke 15, he talked about there being a party in heaven every time that a lost person gets found, every time that someone who doesn't know Jesus comes to know Jesus. He says, in heaven, there's a party right then in that moment when that happens. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus tells this really interesting story about two men, uh, two men who both die at the same time. Um, and now it's a story. He's not sort of recounting a, a real life events. He tells a story. But what that story tells us is that Jesus believed there was something after this life. It's very clear that Jesus didn't think death was the end. In John chapter 14, uh, Jesus talks about my father's house. He says, my, my father has this house and he doesn't mean a, a physical house. He's talking about this home in heaven. And he says, talking about his followers, those who would believe in him. He says, and I'm going to prepare a place for you uh, in my father's house. 
Um, John 10, 28, Jesus talks about eternal life and he says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Uh, of course, there's what's probably the most well-known verse in all of the Bible, John 3, 16, where Jesus is reported as saying that God so loved the world, so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes him should not perish, in other words, should never die, but should have eternal life. Even as Jesus is dying on the cross, um, did you know Jesus wasn't crucified alone? There were three men crucified on the day that uh, Jesus was. He, he and uh, uh, two others, sort of random criminals, and that was their, their punishment too. And one of those criminals is heaping insults on Jesus. His message is pretty much like, if you are who you say you are, how about you get us out of this mess? But the other guy is really repentant and is, you know, I realize I've done the wrong thing. Um, Jesus, would you just, you know, kind of put in a good word for me? And Jesus turns to that man, turns his head to that man on the cross and says, today you will be with me in paradise. We don't know what paradise is, but I don't think he was talking about barley. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, then there's this whole resurrection thing. Jesus was crucified on a Friday. He was dead and buried, like literally dead and buried. And then on the Sunday, he came back to life. He was resurrected. Uh, he rose again. Luke tells us that, um, that he stayed resurrected, that he walked around on the earth again for about another 40 days. Um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people saw him, heard him speak, heard him teach. This wasn't sort of, you know, three people saw it. Hundreds of people saw the resurrected Jesus. And the book of Acts, which is sort of the story, uh, the story of the early church, begins in the very first chapter um, with Jesus with a whole group of people, not one or two, with a whole group of people. And Luke says that as they watched, he was taken up. Jesus didn't die again, but, but somehow sort of miraculously, you know, the details, I can't actually explain how this happened, but somehow right in front of people, Jesus sort of ascended, I don't know, he float in a cloud, I don't know, but Jesus ascended alive in front of them. And as they stood there, as you can imagine, kind of, you know, jaws wide open, like what the heck just happened? Um, Luke says that an angel appeared and said, Jesus has been taken into heaven. Jesus talked about heaven and eternal life a lot. And uh, we could spend a whole bunch of time and people write books on exactly what heaven looks like and what it's about. Um, uh, you know, do we go there straight away or do we sort of somehow sleep for a while and then go to heaven at the end of time? Um, do we have houses in heaven? Do we recognize other people in heaven? You know, will, will you recognize your, you know, how old are you in heaven? Are you the age you are when you die or are you, you know, your young, youthful self in heaven? All of these sort of questions. And the reality and the answer to all those questions is we really don't know. And people take guesses, but that's what they, they're, they're guesses. Um, people take guesses based on some of the, the, the scripture that we've talked about and, and other little sort of little images or references in the Bible. And they, they sort of piece those things together, a bit like a collage, you know, those mosaic sort of pictures when you have all the, all the little pictures. And, and people try and form a, a picture of heaven based on that. But, but the truth is, they're guesses. And I don't want to focus on any of those details today. What I want you to see today is that Jesus clearly believed there was something more 
than this life alone. Jesus clearly understood and believed and wanted to teach people that there is some kind of life beyond this life. I mean, he spoke about it so often. He made so many references to it. I would say you can't take Jesus seriously and believe that this physical life is all that there is. Jesus just, just speaks about this stuff way too much. And so in, I don't want to spend today sort of guessing a whole lot about what heaven's going to be like. But let me summarise what I think we do know about life beyond this. Let me summarise what I think pretty much whatever you believe about some of those details. Let me summarise what I think pretty much everyone who reads this stuff can believe on. Is that we know that Jesus came and that Jesus offered a new kind of life to people who would believe in him and follow him. He offered them a new kind of life that he said begins now, begins now in this life, and it continues on after we die. He offered us a new kind of life that begins now and it continues forever after our physical bodies are dead. And that whatever it looks like, wherever it is, we know it's good, and we know it's with Jesus. Right? I, I think that's kind of the, the, the baseline. However you understand Jesus teaching about heaven, however, you know, whatever books you read, um, whatever you think about a bunch of the details, there's something that continues beyond this life. It's good and it's with Jesus. And here's the thing. If only that much is clear to us, if that's, the, if that's the only part of the story of heaven that you can get behind, if you can just agree with Jesus on that much, that much alone changes everything. That much truth and understanding and belief in heaven should change the way you live your life forever. Because belief in life after death is what gives us hope in life before death. Belief in life after death is what gives a follower of Jesus hope in life before death. Because you see, if, if this life is all you've got, right? if this life is all you've got, then your hope rests 100% on the circumstances that are around you in life, right? because that's all you've got. You're, you're only, the only way that you get any sense of hope and meaning and purpose and peace and whatever is in, based in your circumstances right now because all you've got in life is the right now, is this life. But if there's a life beyond this life, if there's a better life beyond this life, then your current circumstances don't matter as much. right? If there's a life beyond this life, then there's always hope for you because there's always a belief in a future that's better than the place you're in right now. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, imagine you're real hungry and a friend offers you a sandwich for lunch, right? If that sandwich is the only food that you're going to get for that whole day, right, you're hungry. If that sandwich is the only food that you'll get all day, then you better hope 
that that's a really good sandwich. Does that make sense? You better hope that you like that sandwich. You better hope that you can eat all that sandwich. And you better lick the crumbs that fall on the table after you eat the sandwich because that's all you've got. But if when that friend offers you a sandwich for lunch, if you know that when you get home, there is an extravagant roast dinner waiting for you, then the sandwich doesn't matter as much. Do you see that? You can eat the sandwich, you cannot eat the sandwich. If you don't like the sandwich, that's okay. Because you look at that sandwich knowing that at the end of that day, you are going to be full up. You are going to be full up with an amazing dinner because it's not just about the sandwich. There's something better that you know is coming for you. If there's a better life that exists beyond this one, then... I can take risks in this life. I can take risks in this life for my faith because, well, I've got nothing to lose. If there's a better life waiting for me beyond this one, then I can, I can look at hard times differently because I know that at the end of the day, there's something that it's going to turn out okay at the end of the day. Do you know what I'm saying? If there's a life, if there's a better life that exists for me beyond this one, then I have less anxiety in this life because I know that it's going to be okay. I know that in the end, things turn out well. Because the worst that can happen to me in this life is death. Right? I mean, we're seeing that right now with this whole COVID thing, isn't it? I mean, at the base of it, all the talk about all this, the, 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 the base of that is the worst that can happen to us here is death. But by definition, if you believe in a life beyond death, then death isn't the end. Then the worst thing that happened, could happen to you is no longer the worst thing that could happen to you. This changes everything. And I want to, this isn't just a mental exercise. Right? This isn't just a, you know, a philosophical idea of, well, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen uh, after I die. This belief has been changing the lives of followers of Jesus since the very beginning, for over 2,000 years. The Apostle Paul summarised it this way. This is Philippians 1, uh, beginning at verse 21, if you want to write it in your notes and look at it later. Uh, Paul says this, he says, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it's more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Paul believed Jesus that there was something better for him waiting after this life, waiting after he died. And so he actually writes to these people and, say, and says, I actually can't decide what's better, to live or to die. He says, if I live here, if I keep living here, well, that's going to be great because I can serve you and I can share the good news of Jesus and I can keep doing what Jesus wants me to do. That's awesome. But if I die, well, I go to be with Jesus. And that's awesome. In fact, that's even more awesome. So actually, I can't even really decide what's best for me. When someone says, you know, live or die, he's like, it's such a tough decision because for Paul, it was a win-win. You stay here and you live for Jesus or you die and you go and be with Jesus. There was no lose for him. For Paul, eternal life wasn't 
just a nice idea. It wasn't sort of an insurance policy in case you die, you know, well, I'll be okay then. It affected the way that he lived here and now. Whatever happens today, there's a better future in store for followers of Jesus. Whatever happens today, it's going to be okay in the end. If you lose your job, if you lose your money, your finances, if you lose your health, if you find yourself stuck in a global pandemic, even if you die, a follower of Jesus knows it's going to be okay. It all works out okay in the end. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to be anxious about because you end up somewhere doing something good with Jesus. That, that's his message. That's Jesus' fundamental message around life after this life. You will end up somewhere doing something good with Jesus. And yeah, we've talked about it in the last few weeks. Jesus came to teach us about today. He came to teach us about how we live and how we love and, and how we approach God in this life. But Jesus was clear there's more to life than this life. Paul got it and Peter got it. The early church got it. That's why when you, when you read uh, the Bible, that's why these followers of Jesus talk about facing suffering and trouble and persecution and problems with joy. That, that, that's why they could look at those things with joy. That's why they weren't afraid of dying for their faith. And they did die for their faith. But they didn't do that with fear and trembling. They did that with a sense of peace and with a sense of hope. And, and, and as crazy as it sounds, almost with a sense of joy because they knew that death wasn't the end. They knew that they were going somewhere to do something good with Jesus after they died. Paul said this in a letter that he wrote to the Corinthians. He said, but if it's preached that Christ has been raised from the dead. Sorry, let me say that again. But if it's preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And so is your faith. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. Fallen asleep means those who've previously died. They're lost. They're gone. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. It seems from this letter that some people had started to preach and to teach that you could be a Christian, that you could believe in God, but not believe in eternal life. And some people live like that today. There are people today who believe in God. Maybe they even try and follow Jesus, some of his teaching in their daily life. But if they're really honest with themselves, the whole eternal life thing sounds a bit fairy tale, right? And they might not admit that. Uh, particularly if they're a, you know, a church person or they're in church. But the whole idea that there's you know, something after this life, you know, that, that, that's a bit sort of movie script. But Paul says that understanding and believing in resurrection isn't optional. It's critical. It's central to the Christian faith. 
And he argues it pretty simply by saying, well, if there's no resurrection, then Christ couldn't have been resurrected. And if Jesus wasn't resurrected, then there is no Christianity like this whole thing. We're all wasting our time, right? If you're following Jesus just for this life, if you're following Jesus and think it's just about this life, Paul says you are to be pitied more than anyone. That's not my opinion. That's not my judgment. That, that's Paul saying that. He wrote that in the Bible and said, you ought to be pitied more than anyone. You are wasting your time. Jesus taught his followers that there was a life after this one and that those who follow him would follow him into eternal life after death in this life. It was a key idea for Jesus. It came up again and again in his teaching and in the way he lived and the way he talked and the way he taught. And understanding, for us now, to understand and to really believe that Jesus gives eternal life, gives life after this life to his followers, it gives a follower of Jesus hope. Hope that there's a better tomorrow for us, no matter what today looks like. It's what gives us peace. It's what gives us peace that whatever happens, it's going to be okay in the end. And it's what gives a follower of Jesus purpose. It's what tells us that there's more to life than the stuff in this life. Money and fame and power and whatever. It's our understanding of eternal life that allows us to look at those things and say, well, there's more to life than that. Because there's more to life than the things of this world. And I get it. I know the question that people will ask. And I've asked this question, you know, lots in my life too. But how do you know? Right? How do you actually know there's life after this life? Right? And, and, and the truth is, let's be really honest here. The truth is, we don't know. We don't know in, in, from the perspective of there's no scientific experiment that you can run that can prove eternal life. Right? If that's what you're looking for, you'll never know. But we, there's also no scientific experiment that you can even run that proves that there's not eternal life. Do you know what I'm saying? No one knows. You know, some people claim to have dreams and, and been to whatever the afterlife is and come up, but no one actually knows for sure. And I want to tell you, that's why Jesus is so important in this story. That's why the person of Jesus is absolutely critical. That's why, that's why we're doing this whole series in the first place. Because if Jesus is who he says he is, right? If you read the teachings of Jesus, if you get into his life, if Jesus is who he says he is, if he is the son of God, then how could you not believe him? And how could you not trust him when he says that there's life after this life. Does that make sense? I mean, how can Jesus be Jesus and be confused about what happens after this life? Well, that doesn't make sense. If Jesus is Jesus, he's got to know, right? He's got to, if, he's, if Jesus is Jesus, he's got to be the only guy who knows because he's the only person who's saying, I've been there, I've come from there. As I said, that's why we're doing this series. That's why we're looking at that baby Jesus 
who grew up to be a man, and, and we're digging into his life because this is, I mean, this is an important decision, right? This, this is a decision that matters a lot. It matters, as I said, this is a decision that matters for how you live now. This, this is the decision that determines the kind of hope and peace and purpose that you'll find in this life now. This isn't a decision about, you know, well, an insurance decision about what happens after I die. This affects the way that you live, the decisions you make, and your perspective on life right now in this life. And that's why we've been saying in this series, you should explore Jesus. Because no one really knows the answer to the heaven question except the guy who says he's come from there. So I'm going to close this week with the same encouragement that I've given you right throughout this series, which is please don't make up your mind before you've had a better look at Jesus. Right? Please don't make this decision based on my opinion or something I've said. Don't make this decision based on a podcast you listened to or a book you read or a dream that you had. Before you make this decision, explore the person of Jesus. Read those biographies. Mark, Luke and John, uh, they're in the middle of, of your Bible. Um, they're free online. You know, this is, there's no cost in this, right? But explore the person of Jesus. Read what he had to say. Look at the way he lived. Look at what he said about who he was. Uh, look, at, look at the claims that he made uh, and the evidence that, that he gave to back those up, that he was the Son of God. Decide for yourself, but at least listen to the guy who said, I'm the expert. In fact, at least... Listen to pretty much the only person who's ever said they're an expert on life after death. They're an expert on eternal life and heaven. Because this is not just a decision about the end of your life. It's a decision that will change your life now. It's a decision that will give you, that will potentially open the way to give you hope and peace and purpose in your life now, in a way that you cannot get any other way.